Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh yeah, I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. Star Wars 7x7, episode 2217. Today, part three of our look back at interviews with George Lucas from 1979 that actually bears upon events in 1999 and beyond. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, we are continuing a series this week of looks back at interviews that George Lucas conducted with Alan Arnold, the guy who wrote Once Upon a Galaxy, which is the journal of the making of The Empire Strikes Back, back in 1979. And there are a whole bunch of interesting topics to revisit, considering especially how history played out over the course of 40 years after the premiere of The Empire Strikes Back. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about directing, Lucas deciding to direct or not to direct, and the pros and cons and that sort of thing. That is going to be really interesting, especially knowing what we know now. <laughs> so he's giving this interview in 1979, and 20 years later, he's singing a different tune. And that's as much as I'm going to tell you about it right now. What I will also tell you is that this was originally recorded in December of 2014, when the podcast was so brand new, it was amazing. It was actually recorded in another state entirely. It was, in, it was recorded in Orlando, Florida. Go figure. But anyway, so without further ado, here is George Lucas discussing directing with Alan Arnold back in 1979 on the set of The Empire Strikes Back. And last episode, we were talking about the detail-oriented nature of Star Wars and how important it is to make sure you get those details right. And we're picking up with Alan Arnold observing that it must be easier now for Lucas uh, to know his way around the worlds he's created. And Lucas says that, uh, yes, it was harder on the first film. And he says, I didn't quite know the world that was being created. It was very hazy to start with, but as it became clearer, more concrete, I had a stronger base of reality to work with. It was, so to speak, the reality of unreality. But now I know what Luke Skywalker looks like, I know how lightsabers work, I know what Darth Vader's appearance should be. On the first film, I didn't really know all these things. Should Luke be a young intellectual or just a crazy kid? Should Darth Vader be big and tall? How does Han Solo react to danger? That sort of thing. Those decisions and hundreds more were made before and during the first picture. And man, that is quite a task when you think back on it. I mean, that's pulling it from the ether, from absolute nothingness into the real world. So kudos to him for that, for even, you know, all the little things that we then hem and haw about afterward. Man, the effort of creation is incredible. So kudos to you, <laughs> George. Not that you need him for me, but hey, you know, <laughs> there's one guy's voice in the wilderness saying, you know what, you did all right. Uh, <laughs> Alan Arnold says, therefore, perhaps this film, Empire Strikes Back, should have been simpler to make than the first. And Lucas immediately says, I don't think you can use the word simpler. These films are exceptionally complicated. 
In terms of the script, the magnitude of these two pictures is fairly similar. There are a few more sets on Empire, but not that many more. The locations are about the same in terms of the amount of time spent on them and the proportion of the film they'll fill in screen time. Now, the advantage of Empire that it has over uh, Star Wars relates to the fact that the crew knows what kind of film we're making, as well as the fact that a lot of them worked on the first film. They know more what to expect, how to do things, whereas on the first film we were experimenting all the time. And so Alan Arnold responds, then why has Empire taken longer to make? And Lucas says, people work in different ways. That has a lot to do with it. In order to finish shooting in 17 weeks, which is what it took to shoot Star Wars, you have to push very hard. Sometimes that is very difficult, and it depends on who is doing the pushing. Somebody's got to do it. Arnold says, I said to Kirsch, this is Erwin Kirshner, the director, the other day, that he's a director who changes his mind at the last moment. And Lucas says, that takes up time. In terms of the production, it is. Arnold says, but I don't think he's notoriously equivocal, do you? And Lucas says, no, we hired him because his reputation is one of being a fast director, and a very good one. I just don't think he's come up against anything quite so complicated before. You reach a point where it's so big that it's very hard to keep hold of. And Arnold says, so you felt the need to make this one bigger and better than the first. And Lucas says, I don't think we were trying to make it bigger. We're obviously trying to make everything better. I think we're just trying to make it as good as the first one, and if we get that far, I'll be happy. And then Arnold asks him, does the fact that you're not directing have its satisfactions, or do you sometimes wish you were? And Lucas says, generally, I enjoy not directing. Ah! <laughs> it's very hard to read that line after the prequels. Ah! <laughs> All right, so he says, generally I enjoyed not directing, and that not is in italics in the book itself. It's a great relief and a lot of pressure off me. That is the good side. I'm not nearly as emotionally distressed as I'd be if I were directing. Once in a while when I'm on the set, I get a little restless as if I were directing, wishing I could go in there and get it done. I like what Kirsch is doing creatively. I don't have a strong feeling of wishing it were being done another way. Well, perhaps once in a while, he says. And I much prefer that somebody else do the work. And then Arnold asks, if you were directing, do you think you could speed up the process? And Lucas says, I think I could. So... <laughs> oh, my. Well, that is particularly interesting. And I think also because of the fact that in the 1970s, before everything got so polished in terms of how things were presented to the general public. I think this particular series of interviews is going to be remarkable for us Star Wars fans because we're going to get kind of an unvarnished look at what's been going on behind the scenes of Empire and also in Lucas's creative process. I think as the years have gone by and as the uh, media has become more savvy and we as consumers of media have become more savvy, I think we're all looking at you know a different smoothed over and polished picture of what the films were. And I think it's really going to be awesome as we go through this to see the unpolished, unvarnished version. So that's going to wrap us up for part three. And there you go. You know, here we are. Even five plus years after I recorded that episode, I'm still stunned, you know, just the decision. And yet, you know, the way he's talked about control and about, you know, translating the vision and whatnot, especially when the technology was finally available to him, I guess you can kind of see why he made the decision that went against what he had been thinking all along. And that right there is going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Seven is
not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.